Come on, everyone, get it together. There's a new episode of Getting Curious. Ah, guys, hey, thanks for coming. I'm Jonathan Vanessa, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous 30-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious, honey. This week, I spoke with actor, director, screenwriter, and very dear friend, and someone who I just adore, Justin Thoreau, live at Vulture Fest. We also had a surprise visit from two little baby boys who I'm obsessed with. So, you know, they joined us at the end, so stick around for a gorgeous Q&A session. Babies, thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm so excited. It's my first time at Vulture Fest. Uh, how's your day? Is it good? Well, I'm really excited. I have, I have a pretty good guest uh, for today. Um, maybe I'll stay standing up until I bring that person out. Um, you know, I found that um, my biggest critique of like when I do stand up is that I sit down too fast. Like I just, I just want to get comfortable. Uh, I call it my Jenny Gump pose. I just want a stool and I just want to sit with a guitar. Um, <laughs> thing. Uh, so, but anyway, so really what I wanted to do today is just kind of have a friend up, have a little casual conversation. Um, and through Queer Eye, uh, I have made a lot of new friends. It never occurred to me that people who I look up to and think are amazing would think that we were, uh, or like want to like be our f- friends. And I like, went over my head. So this actor is so incredibly talented, and he's so smart, and he's so kind, and gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. I made you say so myself. So without any further ado, I want to welcome out gorgeous Justin Thoreau. <laughs> he's just right here in the flesh. Stop it. It's a lot, you know, the first time I met you was a lot for me to take in. It was so much fun. I couldn't believe we were going to meet because I had been watching your show. But I watch your show. I watch your show. Um, so basically, it was, it was Easter Sunday. That's correct. It was Easter Sunday. And, um, and, and basically, Instagram, the, the fate of Instagram just brings people together, you know? And now baby Justin's my friend. That's right. And I we, DM'd you. Yeah, you, you, did, you did DM me. Yeah. I wish I would have had... Um, like a camera, so I could have shown my face when I, because I was like, what? <laughs> "We sent you a video, right?" That video was major. Yeah, yeah. I loved her. We were making quiche, and then we were like, "It was Easter Sunday," and we were like, "Can you just?" And we were like, "Let's just DM him this." We yeah. we hit you up, and you came over. Tan calls that being summoned. <laughs> like when when someone major that you love uh, hits you up, and he's like, he call, and I I I am. I'm pretty quick to get on that. I'm like, okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> Just give me you a few minutes. You actually kind of delayed for a while. You were like, I'm not ready right yet. I can maybe get over there. Well, I was doing a photo shoot with Anthony for Getting Curious. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I've been right. in Brooklyn. We were doing a little thing so we could do a little, like, um, but That picture. was the thing. We were in New York, and we were like, let's... And then we were like... We were looking at your Insta stories. We were like, oh, he's here. He's actually right here. We could just hit you up. What was that gorgeous drink that started with a P? It was like a Pama. Pa- oh, it it's like not a Pavlova because that's the cake that they make on British Bake Off. But like it's a Paloma. A- Paloma, Paloma. A sugar free. Yeah. Paloma. Yes. Yeah. It was it was like gorgeous. grapefruit and stuff. You should, it's gorgeous. Maybe Anthony nice. will put the link on his bio for that drink someday. <laughs> that's right. You guys can try to make it. Um, so, you know, getting curious is I always ask, you know, a question. Uh, 
TBH, I have been so garishly busy in a nightmare. I was like, I'm just going to have you on and we'll just have chat. Yeah. We don't even have to ask so many questions. Like, I know. Maybe the question is like, why are there so many questions? <laughs> With Justin Thoreau. <laughs> Can't we just be? We could just be free ranging. <gasps> we don't have to stick on any topic or whatever. We, can we open don't. It up or we could. Um, FYI. I have questions we... for you too. Oh, oh, oh I'll answer Which them. I'll... Yeah, I maybe. Know but last night when we were at, we, I, we ran into each other last night at Gorgeous SNL Finale, which... We're exhausted, too, <sighs> by the way. I'm not exhausted. The life of Nicki Minaj lives within me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit gave me life last night, honey. I got to be like 100 feet away from her, and I, when she performed, I um, scream cried like it was the Beatles. <laughs> And I think her, her publicist was like three people away from me. I, I think it was her publicist based on the fact that as I was scream crying, she was like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> um, it was embarrassing actually. Um, sometimes I lose my cool, but not that we have to be, uh, labeling questions or mm. people or anything but sure. I do want to know like when you were li- where are you from I'm from Washington DC you are yeah originally very yeah. house of cards no we weren't in the government we were uh, yeah just no, like a normal family in DC what, not, like, so government. what was like a morning in the life of, of baby Justin the in Washington DC it was like I would I had a paper route forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and I still to this day hate waking up in the morning because of it. Um, and I would wake up at like sorry four forty five, and then I'd like deliver a million papers, and then I would go to school and be not have fun there, and then um, and that was it. That was kind of my the morning. So you didn't love school, Justin? I hated school. Yeah, just all of it, the people, just the didn't learning. Like it? I wasn't good at it. Um, yeah, Were you I a did, drama club? No, not I, oh. Yeah, I did like plays and stuff, and then that came later in in high school. I started getting. It's so in high school you were like, yeah. let me just investigate like a theatrical moment. Yeah, well, no, I ended up going to this like crazy boarding school, like this very. You did? Yeah, it was like a great boarding school in uh, Williamstown, Massachusetts, called Buxton. I think there's someone from Williamstown here. There we go, Williamstown, Massachusetts, um, and it was right next to the Clark Art. Come on up, um, and. Uh, and so uh, I went to this school, and it, was like, it wasn't like a boarding school, like, you know, military or anything like that. It was very kind of like chop wood, carry water kind of deal, like, grounded in, like, socialist beliefs and things. So we were doing not plays. Oh, like, it was grounded in socialist beliefs? Yeah. Progressive. Yeah, very progressive. Yes, Massachusetts. Um, I love that totally. about her. No, She's was, always been like that. It was that thing of, like, where, you know, you had, like, <clears throat> there were no, like, groundskeepers. Like, the kids painted everything and mowed the lawns and cooked the meals and that kind of vibe. But so, was that, like, the first time you were, like... Huh. I, I think I could be an actor. No. No. I, I, we, I did a lot of plays there, and I really liked it. But it was very art schoolish. So I was like a painter, and then I was like, you know, uh, and I would act. We did You're a renaissance man. Yeah, kind of was. Um, and then uh, started doing plays there. But, and we'd do these plays. It was actually very good training for anyone doing, like, you know, Broadway or whatever, is that we'd do these plays, and then we'd tour with them. Like, we'd go to different cities and stuff, and, or, like, other high schools, which is a real pain in the ass. Um, doing like, but we do like weird plays. We do like Ionesco and like you know Shakuntala and. How did kids? How did random kids well. at high schools take? They that? would sit in the front row and just go. Like this. 
Um, yeah, Rude. It was, yeah. When you're like an art school going to like a regular school, yeah, any school, like you know, in Williamstown, Massachusetts, um, they didn't like it, you know. So we would do that, and then we do like VA homes, and we do like whatever, anywhere where we could perform them. But I feel like that's good life experience. Like I was a, a cheerleader in, in high school, and uh, I think being you know deeply embarrassed by your peers at a you know early age, may, no, it does. It makes for a more like resilient adult. Like, I can be in the most uncomfortable situations and see, like, the craziest stuff go down and be like, and where are all you, right. You're from, you're from Illinois? Or I am. I'm from like a little southern town. Illinois, though, right? Well, it's not... I say that Illinois... Well, I, actually, my mom taught me this, so I can't take credit. But on the western side of Illinois, she looks like a pregnant lady, mm-hmm. right? She, like, bevels. There's, like, yeah. a gorgeous... like she's, <laughs> uh, And so we're right where the belly button would be. So we're not south. We're square <laughs> in the middle and all the way to the west. Don't they call it, like, Pikeucky or something like that? Or is that... That's Anna, too no, far Anna south Carl, for me. That's like Paducah. Went? It's oh, like okay. Paducah, and she's like all down there. It's like that's very land of Lincolnish. That's very like I, I, you know we're like I'm right across the river from Hannibal, Missouri. Yeah, which I lovingly refer to as the armpit of America. But wait, like, what were you studying when you were in Illinois? You were like, I was studying in, how to not get how to not die. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I have a bachelor's in it. Um, <laughs> Not thinking about going back to school for it. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. I think things are going pretty well now. So I'm like, what's, I don't know if I, you know, who needs, uh, well, I think greater education is gorgeous, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. It's really useful. For sure. Um, yeah, but that, that's where I'm from. But I do think that there's something to be said for, like, going through, like, weird, there's, like, formative experiences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after you're done with Massachusetts, you were like, let me move to the city. Like, I'm going to go have, like, I kind of was always home. coming to New York. I had, like, a, a crazy... I, ever since I was, you know, nothing, I wanted to come to New York. So I was like, New York is where I... And I weirdly saw it in the movie Flashdance. And I was like, I want, like, a big, like, loft apartment and whatever. By the way, that movie... Just been, when I thought I couldn't love you, like, any more, any harder than you did <laughs> I saw Flashdance. Which, P.S., is also Pittsburgh. It's not even New York. But I was like, in my brain, I was like, that's New York. Like, there's a huge loft apartment with exposed brick and, like, a big floor and whatever. And she's a steel worker and she was hot. Ugh, that perm. Oh, it's incredible. That fringe. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes, so fierce. Yeah. Um, and so then I just basically would come to New York whenever I could. Um, and then I kind of had like a weird sojourn. Like I, was, I became obsessed with China for a while. I went to China. Uh, <laughs> it's a true story. Whoa, 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 why? You were just like, you, you came to New York. You're like, this isn't what I thought. No, I came to New York, loved New York, but then I kind of um, just got into China. When you were like a 20-year-old baby? Like 19. So you were like 19, you're like, I think I'm going to go to China. Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it Shanghai? I went, I went to Beijing, um, and then I went to Taiwan. Like, I would do like three or four-month trips and stuff, um, and then I went to uh, mostly Beijing, a little bit in Shanghai, then uh, Hong Kong for a second, and then, um, and then Taipei, Taiwan. I feel really embarrassed to admit this. Uh, beyond the episode of Getting Curious where I interviewed uh, someone from China about what it's like to grow up in China and then like that season of America's Next Top Model when they went to Shanghai for the, finale, uh, for the top six. Um, I don't know a lot about... I don't know. I do know that that Xi Jinping just like redid their constitution so he can say empower, honey. And I oh, know yeah, that yeah. Donald Trump loves that story, honey. For sure. He loves like an unadulterated referendum on forever power. But they think really power. smart. No. That's, by the way... They've been doing that forever. Like they mastered that. Like when I first started going there it was like in the like the late mid late 80s, I guess. Um, and it was really like um, it was like more like North Korea than what it is now. Like it yeah, was, so talk now to it's us like very this. fancy and you know obviously there's like Louis Vuitton stores everywhere and all that. Um, but then it was like they had 
no cars. So they had cars, but they were called these Shanghai things. They were building their infrastructure. They were just letting like all these companies come into um, into. I don't know how we're talking about this. I'm but, obsessed with it. But, Are you guys? <laughs> I yeah. I want to know about China in the late '80s, honey. I didn't know I needed to weird, know about though. it, but I do. But they basically, you know, it's never been obviously a democracy, or it hasn't been. Yeah, you they know, were, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it was very like you know, and it was, and then also around the time of Tiananmen Square when there was the massacre in Tiananmen. Were you there when that happened? I wasn't there when that happened? But was right there, after. Right after it happened. Um, but it was like a weird thing. Like they, you know, in my brain, I was kind of going like, oh, you know what? You guys, because you know, I was actually went to school there for a second. And I was like, everyone should get back out on the square and keep protesting. And they had like a really long view of what, uh, you know, what they did. They're like, no, no, my children or my great grandchildren will feel the benefit of what we did. And wow. like, whereas in the U.S., you're kind of like, like, no, we're going to change this right now. You know, but they had this kind of very and they kind of did something smartish, which is they, you know, they let all this U.S. industry come into China. They, they're now very wealthy, obviously. Um, but they still have this government, which, you know, is not a, oppressive in the way it was or like North Korea. Um, but they basically, uh, you know, sort of they're capitalist, but not a democracy. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's interesting because like... Uh I love that we're going to talk about this. Okay, all right. I didn't know. There cool. We go. Uh, the idea of um, you know communist regimes or just regime, regimes in general that want to have you know their hand in all of you know the economy, but then they want it to be free enterprise at the same time, and like what that is, it's going to be interesting to see the shit show of uh, global uh, just fuckery that we're just. I'm I'm honestly so scared. <laughs> I know. Um, I but, but then China can do weird things. Like I remember one time they like planted like a forest. Like but they don't have to like vote. It doesn't have to go through Congress. Doesn't have to, like, they're just, just like, do yeah, a let's forest. Just build a forest and they just make it happen. Or they're like, hey, half you can't drive today because the pollution's bad. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, they can do things like really quickly. Too bad we saying. can't do that. We could just you know outlaw abortion and just you know get rid of abortion and get rid of all the people <laughs> here without asking anybody about it. If we just got rid of that. <laughs> Because it's, it's what they want, it feels. I, you know, that got dark. <laughs> it did. It did. But I feel like that's just our truth right now. But you know what else I feel? I just realized this the other day. Because my friend was, like, really mad about this thing that happened. Like, this thing. Mm-hmm. And they can't stop talking about the thing. But I was like, if you got more into the solution of that than rehashing the problem... Do we care about what the thing is? Or No. Okay. No, we're not going <laughs> to... No. Uh, I, and I'm not quick enough to make up like a different story about that right now because I, you know, we did the SNL finale last night. And I can't think that fast right now. But the, just the idea that like, you know, getting into the solution is cuter than me rehashing the problem because like Eckhart Tolle talks about how like our brains and our bodies, like our bodies don't know the difference between like reality and a thought. So if I'm like replaying like the state of our of the world right now and I'm not really like actively thinking about a solution I'm just like you know titrating on the problem I'm just like over it and over it like I think that just stresses me out yeah it's also, so it's I think I need to just Jonathan get in the solution it's, it's, yeah always yeah. get into the solution so back to China did you need a visa? I did need a visa yeah you did yeah. at the time do we need one now? yeah you still need one I think I, you, you know you had, I, I think like yeah it's like a big page of your passport like you have to go then you have to submit it to the embassy then they have to get back to you and then whatever um you know what passports always make me think about? What? While you were sleeping. What's that? It's a gorgeous movie from like 1994 or 5 with Sandra Bullock. Yes! While you were sleeping. <laughs> Honey, she's obsessed with snow globes. Her family's like, her family's not really present. And this guy who she's got a crush on because she works at this subway station, 
he comes every day and he doesn't really know her name, but she knows him. And then he like gets accosted on the platform. He rolls in front of this fucking train. She has to save him. And then he goes into a coma and then she's there with him because like, did you see this movie? No. Okay. So basically like she escorts him to the hospital because she saves his fucking life. Right. Goes to the hospital and then his whole family gets there and then they mistake her for the fiance and she doesn't say, she doesn't correct the lie. (laughs) She lets it ride. And so meanwhile, he's in a coma and there's this like famous Christmas scene where like they're all opening presents and I used to try to do that when I was little. Like I'd be like, Jonathan, like don't open all your fucking presents like so fast because like my instinct was just to be like open everything. But then I was like, be like Sandra Bullock, like let it ride. (laughs) Like, let everyone else enjoy. And, and you saviors and just go like this. Because <laughs> she just, remember that? She, like, held her present. She just kind of folded with the corners because no one had ever gotten her presents before. <laughs> and she really wanted to go to Florence to get her passport stamped. And she always had her passport in her purse. I was wondering when the passport was going to come back into this. Yeah. <laughs> but hers didn't have stamps. Didn't have stamps. Who was that other boy? The boy who didn't get unconscious? The brother who she fell in love with? Yeah, Bill Pullman. Yes. Bill Pullman. So hot. So good. Yes. You are too, I mean, obviously. Thanks. I'm no Bill Wait, Pullman. What's, what's one of your favorite, like, random while you were sleeping movies? Like a, like a, like a circa, like, 90 to 95. You know who I just had dinner with the other night, which was hilarious? Um, who? Is, uh, and it's one of my favorite movies, is that movie After Hours with Griffin Dunn. And, and I got to... Yeah. Can you do one that um, I want you to finish that story, but then I um, it's like that part in Clueless when you it's like once she knows. What? Like I want to know the movie that, that <laughs> you haven't seen the movie or no. Oh, it's great. It's directed by Martin Scorsese, right? Yeah, recap yeah. it. Will you do a recap? Oh, of it's it? really hard to recap, and it's also a hilarious movie. So I don't want to do it because I'll do that thing where it's Loosely. not funny. It's basically a guy who uh, who's kind of like a in a dead end job, um, you know, working at a computer, uh, and he. Uh, falls in love with, or sees a girl that he really likes but she makes uh, like cream cheese and bagel paperweights correct me if I'm missing anything she makes cream cheese and bagel paperweights, paperweights. she's like an Good artist in Soho and it's basically it's one night in his life and he goes down there and he's this kind of nerd and, and it's uh, Patricia Arquette is playing the, the person who did? That, uh, Patricia Arquette no uh, Roseanne Arquette thank you um, uh, plays, I love Patricia though we love the, all the Arquettes um, and, uh, and he goes down to buy this paperweight and basically shit goes super south for him and he's like kind of accused of a crime and then the thing and there's a neighborhood watch that puts out for him and then it's him just like going through Soho but it's actually a really great movie to watch in New York because it's Soho when you know like tumbleweeds would go down the street like, before it became the fucking grove you know um. oh my god yeah. get in here So nice of you guys to make it. Which, by the way, right on time too. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're um, tan. You've never been so on time in your life. (laughs) He hasn't. Anthony found his way. I'm so proud of you guys. Um, I love you. We were all out last night, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, tan, Anthony, and Anthony's man, Joey. Yes. Stand up. Stand up and let them clap for you. Do it. Yes. Get that content, honey. Um, um, So speaking of Patricia Arquette and early 90s movies that are amazing and about politically uh, oppressive regimes beyond Rangoon. Anyone see that movie? Honey, the mushroom cut on Patricia Arquette and Beyond Rangoon <laughs> is iconic. She's a Doctors Without Border doctor. Uh-huh. Her 
she walks in basically, if my memory serves me correct, she walks in on this like horrific scene. Her family has been like killed. And so she can't practice medicine anymore. She can't stand the sight of blood. So what does she do? She goes to Rangoon, but she finds herself in the middle of a bloody civil war, honey. And then she has to get used to practicing with blood again because she is saving lives doing the most. <laughs> That's right. It is so good. I suggest it highly. I think you should go home. Cuddle with someone topless or not. It's a great movie. But, but now I want an early 90s-ish movie that, like, that I know. But I love that recap. Oh, God. I wasn't even at the end of the recap. Um, oh, you weren't? No, no. I'm so rude. I do that on. all the time. Tell me more. So well, where actually, we left off was kind of like a broke-down palace so in New York City. They got in trouble for a big old paperweight. He got in trouble for the big old paperweight. Then uh, he basically ends up going to all these little things. Um, Terry Gar's in it, which is, she's incredible. Um, and then um, it basically he ends up getting put into a, spoilers, I guess. It's um, okay. It came out in the is 80s, it? so it's, well, if you haven't watched it, but, it, but it, yeah. he gets put in, a, uh, put in a piece of plaster. She, she has a weird, like, sort of um, lesbian roommate who puts her in, Ooh. like, this thing, and he goes to a punk club at one point, um, and he ends up getting paper macheed into, like, a body cast, but it's art. And then he gets put into a loading van, and then the end of the movie is this morning, dawn's breaking, and this van goes around, and he drops out in front of his work, and then he goes in and sits at his computer. And it's, like, just a brilliant, hilarious... Anyway, Griffin Dunn, who is uh, amazing in everything he does, and then I went and I reconnected with him because I watched I Love Dick. Um, oh, loved, with Kirsten is, Dunst and that one girl about, about... No, that was just Dick. No, that was Dick, yeah. Yeah. Got it. I love Dick is um, is uh, 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 Catherine Hahn and and Griffin Dunn and and uh, that's what I meant. People and it's that's totally what I meant. An amazing. It's like Jill Soloway show, whatever. Yeah, I did it. Um, and it's really good. And um, and he was in that, so I texted him and I said, "Oh my god, it's incredible!" And then two nights ago, we went out uh, to dinner, and then where uh, we went to the Fat Radish down on Orchard Street. What do you have? Something gorgeous? Uh, what did I have? Oh, I had like a quinoa bowl or something. Oh, kind of very boring. healthy, very tight, very lean. Yeah, very lean. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, and then we ended up going dancing at this uh, at this club, and Griffin Dunn was dancing. He's got this like gorgeous young girlfriend, and, and we just like danced all night with Griffin then, Dunn. But then what happened with the movie? Just the plaster, and like he got plastered into a body cast, and this is just my movie that I, I'm like this is my no, I know, I night. know. But what the movie that you were telling me about with that boy who was in it, who you reconnected with, isn't that yeah, what happened? Griffin Am Dunn. I tracking? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. No, no, we had a great night. He had a bad night. The whole movie's about his horrible, horrible night. But so, but the boy who was in the movie, you like texted him two days ago and you guys got dinner. Yeah. 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 Okay, no, I, 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 I kind talking. of have known him like socially. I texted no, you him, like, him like a, a long year time. ago I when it. I saw yeah, I yeah, Love yeah. Dick. And then You're not like always we reconnected. people on Instagram. Like not always. No, this was you not know Instagram. This was no, I know, it was like just, in real life. I have his actual number on my phone. So I, I texted him and... and uh, Actually, no, Fisher Stevens, uh, who's a great documentarian, also a great actor. Great um, name, too. Yeah. Fisher Stevens? Fisher Stevens, I know. He's heterosexual, Sounds right? like a Robin Williams movie. <laughs> yeah. He's he great. Is. He yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I love that um, name. It's so it was like great. all those Mrs. People. Fisher Stevens? Okay. <laughs> Hi, Fisher. How was your day? <laughs> so glad it was good. Mine was good, too. I got your lasagna for you. It's all ready. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I just want to cook Fisher a lasagna. <laughs> I know. But then exactly. also have my kids and be, be like, like a really like modern, fierce, working husband who has it all. <laughs> totally. Why not? But then Fisher's a slob and you're like, Fisher, please pick up your shirt. It's no, really? The refrigerator, it's beeping. Don't talk about my husband like that. 
He's so organized. He loves our show. Like, Karamo inspires him to, like, make better use of his time. He was just telling me that. And he, like, makes better, like, more diversified food now because of Ant. And his shirts are great. He's got great shirts. My Fisher does. You're so, like, the first six months of your relationship with Fisher Stevens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already there. And then it's like, I'm just already dreading, like, when he finds out who I really am. Like, after oh, I stop no. sending my representative. And I'm like... Honestly, I hate you so much, and I <laughs> resent everything about you, Fisher. He goes through your phone. He's like, "Why I is like, Justin Thoreau DMing you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did all How did all go wrong, Fisher? Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> it started so good. You're already like it. And now I'm at the end. See how I fast I got over that? I know. I'm rapid cycling through heartbreak. <laughs> it is so good. It's so cathartic. Do you ever do that, like when you're on the subway, where you like see someone and you're like, oh, they're cute, and then you kind of go like, ah, oh, but yeah, I can't do that, and then you kind of go through the whole relationship with them before like you get off, and you're like, no, oh, but I'm I so will. Glad that was a nightmare relationship. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, like you suck. <laughs> you suck. I How hate dare you. you do that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'll get a husband someday. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> and even if I don't, it's fine. You know what, actually, that makes me wonder, because lately I've been feeling like um, I want more cats. <laughs> and, and really what's holding me back is, like, I feel like I already get so much, like, pushback from the two that I have <laughs> that I feel like I basically would be choosing, like, between a partner and a future or cats. So you can't really ask the cat whether they want another cat. You kind of want to no, involve them in the conversation, they they, too. No, they hate it. They, yeah. they hated each other for six months. They love each other now, but that took a long time. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm, I, I, I selfishly want more cats because, like, four is more than two. Yeah. It's like four times the fur. Yeah. And you it's can just hold, hold their head on your nose so their head can't move, and you just... <laughs> You motorboat your cats. I do their, yeah, I motorboat their noses. And then my, my oldest one just like literally bites me in the fucking face all the time. Like, and you would think I would learn. Cause like, especially now that like I'm like on camera, I'm like, I need to stop getting like bit in the face, but I can't, st- I can't quit. He's the cutest little baby I've ever seen. My black cat. Yeah. He's my screensaver. Do you, tra- do you travel with your cats? Like when you guys go to... They're um, going to be New York City cats in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't previously, but now I've just decided that like I will not live my life without my cats anymore. Yeah, don't. My vet got me introduced to cat um, Xanax, and we practiced last week at home for the first time. So, um, but I just broke it in <laughs> we half. We both practiced. No, I didn't. I pra- no, I dosed them. I, dosed, I was very present to make sure that there was no overdoses, no bad reactions. Um, uh, I did the kitty burrito. I'm going to try this first. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to give it to my cat. No, well, no, I didn't do it. For, no, I didn't. I was, I mean, I was stoned, but I, I wasn't cat like... cat Xanax is the same as regular Xanax. Xanax. Uh, and also, I don't know if it was like the same. I don't know if it's the same. Like, what if it's ketamine or something? And then I'm all like... No, I think the Xanax is over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've also never done that literally like I'm not ashamed to say like what drugs I have, have and have not done but I have not done Special K but from what I've heard and from Party Monster which is an amazing book if you haven't read it um, I read that book so hard and the movie is amazing uh, but that poor angel like just because you're a drug dealer does not mean that you should have that happen to you so where we left off with your life was is that you had like just got home from China yeah and you were like, that was great. Um, I learned a lot. Um, China was great. I, I, I learned a lot. I feel more east. I feel more balanced. Yeah. I'm ready to then, take on New York. Do you want to cut to New York? So I Wait, was there something between? 
We have Not 27 really. minutes, girl, so oh, I don't really see a need to um, yeah, skip can, an important chapter of uh, your my history. life. I came to New York. Um, I worked in nightlife-ish. Um, uh, I was actually, I graduated double major uh, of don't dr- drama. Well, I wasn't, you know, a chemist or anything. Drama like and what? I, I had drama and visual art and a Ooh. minor in language. Um, Love. And then... Uh, and came to New York really just to be like, I'm going to do one of those two horrible careers that's totally not dependable. And so uh, kind of started doing more art than I did. I would do like murals and restaurants and clubs. And you guys! Like and then, did you know? There you go. I didn't. Yeah. And then I would do uh, that or I'd do like, you know, flyers for clubs, T-shirts, things like that. Um, and then auditioning during the day, but then also working bartender at night and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, and then gradually started booking work as an actor, and then everything else kind of fell to apart or aside. Question. Go. Um, oh, my God. I, so was Charlie's Angels, like, the role that changed your life? Kind of. No. The role that... Or the, the, not the, the first... I, I was really lucky. Because your role in that changed my life. It did? I'm For glad. like three Thank minutes. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe you did her like that, but your body was everything. <laughs> everything. Hey, Johnny. Um, the first job I got was Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. And I had a teeny. Well, were you the sexy part. cigarette man? I was the cowboy, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the. <laughs> Oh, Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, yes. But it was like a great job because... I got my grandma to see... I literally convinced my grandma that that movie was like not controversial when I was five to get her to let me (laughs) rent it. And I had to watch it so low because every time she was like, hey, Toby, fuck off. My grandma was like right there and I had to be like... Definitely PG, and it is. Don't worry. I can't. I just. But that was the first one. That was the first like stu- like big thing where like they flew me somewhere. Someone gave me a great piece of advice once, uh, where they said they said don't ever go to Los Angeles unless someone's flying you there, because there's nothing more depressing than getting off a plane with no job in Los Angeles. So that like, is oh, not honey. true of me, honey. Well, <laughs> I took the advice, and so the, that was the first time I got a job where they were like, yeah, we're gonna put you up in a hotel, we're gonna fly you first class, and I was like. I couldn't believe it. I had, first time I had gotten per diem, and I was like, what the hell? Is this money just shows up every day? What am I going to get at room service? Yeah. And I, I remember going to the airport, and I had a first-class ticket, and I was like, can I change this ticket into, like, six economy tickets so I can do this <laughs> again? And they were like, no. And I was like, can I just get the cash and go to, like, business class? So essentially, like, I'm at my stage in my career where you were when you booked Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I was out there forever. I remember, like, because Janine Garofalo was, like, the big star of that movie. Most and major. And the truth Lisa about Kudrow. cats and dogs. I cannot. Totally. Um, and she had, like, a really busy schedule. So they, like, kept me in L.A. I mean, I have, like, two lines in the movie. Like, you know, but they were, like, kept me there for, like, a month. So I was living at the Sheraton Universal, like, right on the Universal City. I was, like, in heaven. I was, like, oh, like- my God. Yeah. And I can eat at BB King's every night with this free money that they give me. Were you like, oh, I'm so New York. Like, I hate it here. Like, these people. No, I was kind of cool. I mean, I didn't understand it. I was like, what the hell is... I didn't didn't understand how huge it was. So, like, I was like, this is a really difficult place to get around. I didn't have a driver's license. I was like, oh, "Oh." my God. The whole thing. Uber and Lyft. Yeah, it was a nightmare. So I basically lived at the Universal City Walk. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, in there the valley. There wasn't that much, like, was it pop in there then? Like, you yeah. had, like, that Vivid studio right there, and then you had that, like, that's a porn studio that's right there, you guys. It's funny. I don't know. If you live in L.A., you would be like, uh, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> um, or maybe it wasn't that funny, Jonathan. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, okay, so, but you, so you kind of lived there, and then you shot so I lived there for, like, a month, because Janine was, like, shooting, like, you know, I can only shoot, like, every Wednesday, you know, it's Boundaries. a full kind of thing. And I was like, all right, great. So, um, yeah, so I just lived there for, like, a month. That was kind of the thing where I was like, oh, this is a good gig. Um, question. Yeah. Um, I know that there's, like, Hollywood movie magic, but, like, so that ending iconic scene with that dance, like, you weren't there for that. Or you were. I think I was. I mean, the, at the, the like actual extra, yeah, like in a high party, school like, reunion you thing. You see them do the like, if yeah. you're lost, you can look. And, totally. Like, were you like yeah, walking yeah. around on the floor because you were like at the reunion or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of always, they, for all the group stuff, they kind of kept you around like in case they want to throw you into a shot or whatever. And it was just fun. That fucking antagonist lady who ended up getting pregnant and got, um, I was so happy that that helicopter like embarrassed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was so rude. And also... In my memory, because I haven't seen Romy Michelle's high school reunion for a minute, I feel like that's the same lady as the lady from Scandal. But it, is it? Is that I don't the, know. Is that, is, that, is that her? Can someone just IMDb that real quick? Is it? <laughs> Tan agrees. Tan says, yeah. Yeah, Tan says, yeah, they do. So Romy Michelle's was the first. That was my first studio movie. I did like a couple of independent movies, you know, before that. Um, but that was the first like sort of studio thing. And then like, because obviously like, your career is like mage. It's obviously it, your. It makes no sense. My career. I had I, like I didn't. I, I didn't have a plan. But like, if there was like, what's like on your baby like bucket bucket? Like, what would you like live to do that you haven't gotten to do yet? Like, you wanna like you wanna do like. I was a, just talking about this with someone the other night, and I was like, I don't really have a bucket list. Like, you know, like oh, I gotta go skydiving or what? Like, I kind of like. I feel like your bucket list kind of happens as you live. Like, so I have gone skydiving, and I have like ridden a motorcycle across Europe, and I have like. So I feel like it's the bucket very Ewan McGregor of you, <laughs> which I love. I wanted to go on that trip so badly. I was, oh my god, were you like invited? I totally you hate watching that show. Like, like he's got two great BMWs. He's driving around the world. That's like something I wanted. So hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So hot. Yeah, I think bucket lists like happen to you. I mean, like, you know, it's like you don't really know what's on your bucket list until it happens. And then you're like, oh my God. I'm constantly in a state of shock. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is more interesting than going like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on a hot air balloon. That's so true. She's not a planner. I never have been. In fact, my best friend Emily was saying, um, like, right when Queer Eye came out and I was like, oh my God, these followers. Like, I'm just like, I had like this like imaginary like Kill Bill list of people who I really wanted to like fucking beat. (laughs) <laughs> like people who had just like hurt me or like like been like oh will you do this thing for free and I'll give you a shout out and like didn't it's like oh now I have like four times the followers that you do nightmare <laughs> bye um, don't tell anyone that I have that voice in my head because I'm kind of like America's sweetheart right now so I don't want everyone to know that I'm like a nightmare but um, <laughs> um, but my friend Emily she was like she was like how does it feel and I was like Honestly, it feels like the last scene in Kill Bill. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, holding this picture of something, like, on my pelvis and laugh crying on a cold tile floor. Because it just feels so good. Like, it feel, I just feel like I did the impossible, and they can just go fuck themselves. <laughs> 
Wait, but I have a question. So are they people like from your sort of like near past or are they people from like People childhood? who I've worked, no, not, really not anyone from super far long ago because people that were like really like ignorant and bullyish to me, like where I'm from, like it's, I really have like forgiven them. It's very much like you, like literally wasn't your fault. Like I don't even know how I turned out as cute and fun as I did coming from there. So like mm-hmm. I will give you a pass. It's more mm-hmm. been like professional people, um, like people who I've worked with or people that just like, yeah, I mean, I think in Hollywood, and especially as a hairdresser, when you're in a service industry, you quickly realize, like, that there are a lot of people who only want to mess with you mm-hmm. for, you know, taking advantage of, like, whatever your service is or your followers or whatever. It's, like, a lot of fake friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, one of the biggest things that I agree with on Kim Kardashian about. I'm, like, there are, like, so many people that for years, like, years, like, between, like, Gay of Thrones, like, after Gay of Thrones, but before Queer Eye, like, people who I so badly, like, wanted to be their friends, and it would, like, hurt my feelings so bad, I'd, like, see them on Instagram, like, why didn't I get invited? Like, I thought we were, like, whatever. It's, like, a thing. Like, but then you realize at some point you're like, oh, I'm actually more fun than you. <laughs> I didn't even know. But it wasn't like, but it wasn't, but I think that's like been a very healing thing for me with Queer Eye. It's like, I think it literally took like this level uh, for me. I was like, oh my God, I can roll with punches. She's flexible. Like, look at it, Peter, you're doing it. Like, you're handling some shit you never thought you could handle. So, and I'm like loving myself through it and, and being open about not doing it perfectly like I'm a nightmare and I think that's kind of fun I think it's great yeah it's very like present you, you project a kind of presentness that I think is really admirable to be a little whatever like I, you do I don't know <sighs> honestly like don't usually I'm not cry. attracted to heterosexual men and I like I never let it go there because I'm like you're probably have like skid marks and are like weird and like, <laughs> probably do like gross stuff but you challenge me, Justin. You're just you're so vulnerable, and you know, so in touch with your with with both of your sides. You know, you're so comfortable with yourself. I love that about you. I really do. So Thanks. bucket list don't really have. We're don't taking really as we come. One. one thing that I wanted to know about before, because one thing that really wets my whistle for life, honey, is like a turquoise clear ocean. Yeah. I just was in Hawaii. I don't know if you follow me on the gram. Um, <laughs> But that Hawaiian Lanikai beach water was... Hawaii's incredible. Ooh, I was just... Oh, my God. So, in your experience, what has been, like, the most clear turquoise... Like, very much not Venice Beach. Very much... Like, I don't want I that don't, dark I've blue I've never been to the water. ocean in, in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, I or, like, this, or this New York ocean that. either. I don't want no, no dark blue. I don't want to go there either, yeah. And there's other things... Uh, or brownish. Yeah, or much too much seaweed. And yeah. Like that. No, I usually yeah. like a cement bottom thing. So I, I, mm. I, I love a, a clear blue water. I've been, I went to... A couple times I went to Bora Bora, which is that like... On green, a hut? On those huts? On those huts, yeah. So they have My those client went to them. one of those, and she said that her corner of hers was like getting very mildewy. Which one was she at? Do you like know? Like the Four Seasons one in Bora Bora. And you see on those sets, I think it's where Kim K lost her earring. Mm-hmm. And... And she, um, but yeah, she said that like the corner of her room was like very mildewy. And now I feel like a little like, oh, maybe I should just go to Fiji because I heard it's like $20,000 a day and I like don't have that. But it's I super really... expensive. But it's like, but it is, it, so well, the, the thing it's cool because I think it was like a meteor hit it. Like, and it's. Oh, uh, not when you were there. Though. Oh, no. Or, no, not when I was, I was there. Like, Girl. It was like millions and millions and millions of years ago. Yeah. But it basically, it's, I think a meteor hit it and it sort of created this like circle of completely calm water. And so it's like, you know, four feet deep for like a mile or something like that. So you can literally go into the water and then you walk out and there's stingrays and stuff and, and, um, and you can swim with sharks, but it's not the scary sharks. I wonder if that's like why the Yucatan Peninsula, because like, wasn't there like a crater there? And like, is that why that's so clear? Is that like, a, is Maybe. it? We need to have a geologist for a future episode. I'm getting curious. I'm like, <laughs> why does the water get clear? 
That's I literally. No, I, I come I can up with my idea. It's like just that. like that. It's because it's it's protected, so it doesn't have like crazy waves. It's like it's a whole sort of ecosystem within the. She's thing. like a big atoll. Yeah. I love that. Atoll. But yeah, atoll. it's called like an atoll. I think atoll. like a series of islands that are like corally and like flat and turquoise. We're basically becoming geologists as we, we are. talk. <laughs> we're, oh, we're just like that one guy. Who is that we're one guy who's like, ourselves. as a geologist, I can tell you that drilling here is great. And then, like, John Oliver was like, uh, you fucking got, like, a bachelor's in it. Like, <laughs> you're, like, not, like, like, you're a geologist as I'm, like, a, like, I took a class in political science. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I'm a lawyer and you're a geologist. <laughs> These fucking guys. I swear to God. You know who I really hate? Who? Like, no, that Mnuchin and his Scottish wife who had the nerve to go off on that girl on Instagram. And then I'm like, Wait, who just, is this? Mnuchin, the Treasury oh, Secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he has God. this like Scottish wife who's a nightmare. The and she has this head full of, yeah. she has a head full of terrible extensions. She's kind of like an, she's kind of like a Republican Erica Jane, but I like Erica's hair. Um, but she's like the knockoff bad version of Erica Jane's hair. And, um, and this girl came for her on Instagram because she was like all on this like company or on a government flight. Yeah, she was getting off the plane. She tagged Which, all, by like, the Tom way, they Ford had to pay and... back because it like wasn't approved. And she was all yeah. on the gram like, whoa, like I'm a dumbass. And so this lady was like, this lady was like, oh, cute. Glad to see that you're like working with like our, you know, like hard earned taxpayer dollars with your big side hat going to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> and then she was like, sweetie, we will pay more taxes than you ever have. And you should like, you know, we're rich. Get with it. So you guys, um, we have nine minutes left. Oh, I love you guys. I can tell they really are posting because they stop looking at me and paying attention when they're posting. <laughs> I love that. Good job, boobers. So we have eight minutes left. Um, do you guys want to ask baby Justin a, a question? Like one person? Two people. Two questions. Ask us. Hi. Also, it needs to be a gorgeous, like, normal good question. <laughs> like, don't be a skank in front of me. I was going to ask you to sing Homeward Bound, but I won't. Um, can I ask you about your tattoo? Is that too controversial? What's that? Can I ask you about your tattoo? My what? Your tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> Which one? Back tattoo. My back tattoo? If oh you want to show it's us, a whole it's, ordeal. it's... I can, like, show you part of it. Like that? Kind of-ish. I can't get the whole thing out. It'd be like a... I just want to know, like, the backstory, like, why you did it, who did it, how long I got it, took. it I, I got it for this dog. I've gotten more tattoos for that dog. So I had two dogs. I had a, uh, both rescues, uh, Pipples and Pipple Mix. Um, thank you. Yes. And, um, and when they died, I d- dedicated half my back to one and half my back to the other. So it's a picture of a rat, because my dog used to kill rats in Washington Square Park, which is not fun. Um, <laughs> It was horrible. <laughs> she was really good at it. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess doing a service to New York, too, also. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, it's like, well, it's on the others. Oh, and then a pigeon. A, p- a New York pigeon and a rat. And a New York rat. I love that, right? Yeah. That was a really thoughtful question. Thanks. I liked it. Anyone else have another gorgeous question? I really love your, I love her fringe. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask how you keep like a work balance in the entertainment industry with like your personal life. Because I work in the entertainment industry and I work like 14 hours a day, and it's like super hard to like be normal. Keep, keep myself. You know. What do you mean? What What are you having problems with? Like just <laughs> how much How much time do you have? Uh, no, <laughs> 
like it's just like maintaining. I'm a I'm a production assistant on uh-huh. a TV show. So I was like, a production assistant for a long time. Oh yeah, so like so I know exactly what that is. Yeah, like how did you maintain like you know who you were like as I, well as like giving over all your time to like other people? I don't know. I think you know like it's a very difficult job. The job you do, you know, and it's incredibly long hours. But it's also that thing of you know I don't know if you're doing like a TV show or a movie or what, but it is a limited time frame. So if it's a movie, it's like most three months, maybe four months. Um, and then you kind of, it's weird because you kind of like burn red hot and then you kind of like have nothing to do for like a, hopefully not too long, but you know, like a couple of weeks or a month or something. Um, and you, I think you just kind of make yourself take, uh, not vacations, but be nice to yourself when you're not working because I think the impulse, because it's, it's a freelance job essentially, you know, but there's nothing free about it because you're always panicking about the next job that you're going to get. Um, so I, w- I got pretty good at like making sure that I left New York or like did little nice things for myself, you know, uh, when I wasn't working because I knew that once I got back onto that sort of cycle again of work where you're working horrible long hours, um, you're sort of recharged for it. And you also kind of need to do it just sort of creatively, I think, to like take time. Like you just went to Hawaii. I'm sure that was fantastic because you, you know, you, if, if you kind of just keep doing the work thing, you'll, you'll burn out. Or you'll become, you know, actually worse than burnout, you'll become not excited about the thing you're doing, which is, I think, the most problematic thing, which is... And no one wants to work Like, we've worked with people who... I mean, I'm sure everyone's worked with someone who's just like, ugh, I'm fucking here again. And you're like... Well, no one likes that fuck, energy. It's so great to be here. Like, so... But I think that comes from just working too hard, you know. Does that answer it, kind of? I mean, I don't know. I have something to add. Not that you asked me, but I'm going to add something. Um, I find that... Um, I can't sometimes wait for that next pocket of a vacation to totally turn off because, like, if I was waiting for that, like, I would just be shoving, like, family-sized boxes of Pop-Tarts down my throat to, like, get through the stress. So it's, like, making, like, little pockets of joy. And, like, if you don't have time to go out of town, like, today, like, I was up super-duper early, but I, like, set my alarm, like, 20 minutes before I needed to so that I could, like, kind of, like, get my little hotel room together and, like, take a shower and listen to SZA and, like, do a little iPad and, like... You just have to like make a little bit of time, even if you are totally like overstretching what you can say to the boss at the job is like totally no call. Like I see that the hard out is like a whatever, but like that means hard out. Like I have to whatever. Like you just like have to be proactive about making like little pockets of joy until you get a prolonged break. Because I think those little yeah, pockets of joy are so I important. Agree. So now, because I talked way longer than I thought I would, Tan and Auntie, come here. I didn't tell them. So just come right here. There's your microphones. So does anyone have a question for them? God, that's all the cameras. Uh, no, I'm going to go this way. It's not being put on the spot at all. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. My bad, you were late. <laughs> you earned it. She's saying she hasn't laughed in a long time for the people in the back, and thank you, and she was also just being gorgeous and thanking them for bringing so much joy into the world. I just, and like, honestly, like, thank you for this moment that you've given us, because we need it. So. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel myself starting to go too. <laughs> Does we're, anyone have a gorgeous question for any of these boys? Well, what I can tell you is this. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Hello. Um, I wanted to ask you what's the best piece of career advice you've ever received and who gave it to you? Ooh. I am. Um, 
I had some great advice from my dad, which was to uh, learn everything, do everything. Um, he had businesses and uh, he never expected that people would do work that he wouldn't do and that he didn't understand. And so he made an effort and I try and do this with my businesses is to make sure I learn everything that everybody's doing. So uh, I truly understand what they're going through. So it gives me a lot more compassion. And I think that's uh, something that we could all do with people that we work with or work for. And then when we get to the end, I think there's one more girl there with a question in the back. I saw her hand. Oh, but then I've got a question for Justin. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh my God, for me. Should we, uh, oh, should we just move to that? Yes. Okay. Because, I mean, if we turned up, you should give us a chance to ask yeah. a question. Oh okay, Justin. God. Yeah. So, okay, we've only known Justin for a little while, everybody. And he is one of the most loving and accepting. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you really have been so bloody warm with us. Oh. I wonder if, you know how we all at school that straight boys usually pick on the gays, um, was, there, was there something that changed your opinion and made you think, you know what, I want to be so open about who I am and who I accept in my life, and, and you, uh, you surround yourself with every kind of person. Good fucking question, Tian. Thanks. <laughs> and, thanks. Yes. And, my, and I guess my question is, the reason why I'm asking is, if there's any straight men out there who aren't as open-minded, what the heck did you do to become one of the nicest people we've met? I think I was... That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not to be like, I was super bullied, but I was super bullied growing up. Um, uh, very bullied. And then, uh, and so, and I was, like, I was very fortunate in D.C. It was a very good kind of music scene, whatever. And it was very tolerant of everybody and every kind of person, you know, and it was a great time to be in Washington, D.C. There were all these great bands, you know, Bad Brains, and then Minor Threat, and and so I was kind of in that scene. And then um, I was uh, really badly beat up once by a group of, I'm guessing, straight men who thought I was gay. Um, not too many roaming gangs of gays beating up. No. <laughs> so I would say, I, I would bet they were probably straight. They were like, get over here, straight yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it was like a, it was a very traumatic experience, you know, because yeah. it was, uh, you know, it got seized on by about eight people and who wow. just, and the whole time they're yelling just epithets at you. Wow. Uh, Thank God this like epithet. fucking beautiful face was like not, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Crack cheek. My God. Um, and that was a very uh, sort of pivotal moment. Uh, not that I wasn't already kind of whatever. Um, and then I think I had a wonderful uh, mother who uh, raised me to be kind to everybody. Um, and she really did like walk the walk and talk the talk and we took people into our home we you know but we had refugees that would stay with us i mean it was a very kind of like a cool she was an insane person but um (laughs) but i loved her very much and she i do love her very much she's still alive um and she um you know she wasn't like a you know christian or anything she just kind of like always brought people into the house like and um and so we grew up with this incredible cast of characters this, like rotate. We had a room that we would rent out, and we would like just we had every single kind of person that came through. So I don't know. I credit that my makes mom. I love sense. that. Yeah, I love that. That was I love that. That's really really good question, Tan. Thank you. Uh, I'm very good at this. Thank that was like you. Full, <laughs> really, yeah. it's, it's like full Christian. I'm on poor realness. I, I love that. Um, does anyone more question? Any other? Like, can you do like a quick question? Any other? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's sort of, I never really thought about it before. I was very sort of ignorant to, to the, the sort of change that I would undergo during the whole process. 
but it's kind of really hard not to change when you're surrounded. Fuck, I'm really emotional today. When, <laughs> when you're surrounded by people who are such, you know, strong personalities, like the five of us are all type A's and so very different, but just sort of like brought together by this like one goal to help this person. It's really incredible how much you can learn from somebody when you have just one little thing in common and so many differences, just like by Jonathan alone in terms of the way that I behave and the way that I am, like I've changed as a person for the better. And like Tan teaching me confidence and the way that he like walks into a room, it's like, it's, it's really infectious and you can't, you know, you can't help it when you're surrounded by people like that. Uh, I'm going to add to that, and I'm not just saying this because this is your event. Um, I, uh, I used to pretend, for, I come from a very strict uh, home, and I used to pretend for so many years that um, I wasn't gay, and even to the point where when we got the show, I would, I would tell myself on camera, don't cross your legs, don't cross your legs, and this was just the first week or so. After I got to know this incredible human, he's an angel sent down from heaven. He encouraged us to be ourselves. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> He is... It was a really late night. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, I know you're already here because you love Jonathan, but he is one of the best people you will ever meet and one of the strongest people you will ever meet, and we love you so much. I really didn't mean for it to devolve into that, but it did, so I guess that's just... Um, um, to answer that question, then I'll wrap up. Uh, um, for, for me, I never would have known that the show um, or me being who I am would have had like any of this impact. Um, my like first, my first responsibility of like everything I've done on Game of Thrones, everything I do on Getting Curious, everything I do behind the salon chair, like it's to be me, which is like so selfish actually when you think about it. But like <laughs> it is. But like I am just like that is I'm like. What do I want to bring into this space? Like that's literally like, and and usually what I, what I want to bring in is like what you just saw for an hour. It's exhausting. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I totally didn't know, and I think that I think that the interesting observation on that is is that I'm blown away by the impact that I've had on, or that we've all had by like being ourselves, and I think that speaks to the greater issue of the amount of repression that we all have. Like, if me walking every day like I've done for 31 years uh, is that big of a deal, like, you need to see some more gay men in crop tops. Yeah. <laughs> gay crop tops. Like, it's Wednesday. <laughs> like, it doesn't, I, don't, I didn't even know. Um, you guys. So, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Vaness, and my gorgeous guest this week, Justin Thoreau. You'll find links to Justin's work and socials in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JVN. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you, Quinn. We live for the song, and thank you so much for letting us use it. And if you enjoyed our show, honey, I got a whole laundry list of stuff for you to do, so get out your pen and paper and take some notes in case you forget. First of all, Please subscribe to our gorgeous podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And, you know, that way you won't miss out on future episodes because if you miss my gorgeous Instagram, it'll tell you when there's new episodes. Second of all, want to write a like little baby review for us on Apple Podcasts? Like, just try it. Like, get on the Apple Podcast and be like, girl, I want to leave a review. And then write something. Give us five stars. Maybe you feel like it's more of a two star. Live your truth. Tell us everything. Also, maybe you could introduce a friend. Show them how to subscribe. Show them where it is on their phones. A lot of people just don't even know where it is. 
Also, you could share our baby's social links, you know, get, like get your life that way. Ooh, ooh, uh, send us banner and uh, you'll find the P.O. Box at ours on Earwolf.com. So that's a lot of stuff. And I love you guys. Keep it safe. Keep it gorgeous. Keep it frisky. Do all the stuff. And I love you guys. See you next time. I'm getting curious. We get a lot of tweets, honey. We get all the tweets. Some of them are asking for our episodes to be a bit longer. Some of them are for, uh, you know, wanting me to do episodes where people ask me for advice. So I'm setting up a gorgeous voicemail number where you can call with questions, and I'm going to be making a bonus podcast series where I try to answer them. Like, I don't know, what's going on with your hair? Like, it's she gets so oily, and you just can't get through, and you try all the things, but it doesn't work. Or like, I don't know how to exfoliate. Or like, this girl will not pay no attention to me or this guy will not leave me alone. It's kind of like a dear Abby, but she's kind of beauty. And then she's kind of life. And she's kind of, you basically just like ask me stuff, you know, based off of my life experience. Um, am I a doctor? No. Should you take my advice? You be the judge of that. Uh, I, I'm just making you a gorgeous bonus podcast series that I want you to take part of. So uh, keep your questions as short as possible, but cute. Uh, We want to keep them focused. And as you can see, that is an issue for me. So uh, use a fake name if you want to remain anonymous, or you can uh, tell us your real name if you want to not be anonymous, uh, but make sure you know. Um, And leave your phone number if you're willing to have me call you back. So honey, leave that number. Uh, The show will be coming to Stitcher Premium later this year. The number is 323-606-9351. Again, that's 323-606-9351. And don't worry if you can't remember it. We'll include it in the show's episode description so you can just open your phone and find it there. Problems, advice, or whatever you're curious about, give me a call. 323-606-9351.